Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankston. Today is November 22nd, 2020, which means I'm on day 344 in a row of 365 promised episodes. It brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. Well, folks... Friday through Sunday saw 3 million people get screened at airports across the United States traveling somewhere for the holidays. Now, I got to tell you, you know, I'm proud of these people. I personally, I was one of them. I do not give a crap anymore about this travel advisory BS. And everyone else thinks, oh, you're so selfish. How could you do this? How can you not put... Everyone else's health before your own because nobody does that. All right. Nobody does that. You don't take all the food out of your fridge every day and give it to the bums that live on the street. You don't take half of your paycheck and forfeit it to people who are not willing to work. You don't do all these things to take care of everyone else. You take care of your own because you are yourself and that's what you do. So for the 1 million people, in fact, that traveled on Sunday in one day, I say kudos to you folks, because without you pushing the limits, the rest of the world would sit here and just enjoy their pandemic lockdown quarantine lifestyle of crap, and I'm sure the people that make money on their computers sitting at home doing nothing, I'm sure they're satisfied. Oh, they're happy. They don't have to go to work. They, they love this life, but I do not. I require leaving my home to make money. So no matter what, you can sit there all you want and say that I'm a selfish, terrible person, but I don't give a crap because I need to take care of mine. I need to get money so I can pay for my children's life. And if you think that's me being a bad person, I don't know. You got all your morals twisted up. I say travel it up. Have a good time. Happy Thanksgiving Thursday. It's going to be great. Everyone's going to have fun. You know, go see your family. Do whatever you want. Because I think the worst is over. Everyone's saying, oh no, the pandemic's getting worse. The spreading, the you know, the numbers are skyrocketing, all this stuff. Well, those are the final people that have never had it. It's just like the chicken pox, folks. You're going to have to get it eventually. Then you'll get the antibodies. Then you won't get it again. And if not, where's this vaccine that's supposed to be out? You know, I'll take the, I'll be the first one to take this vaccine if they, you know, if they can prove that at least... There's probably, in retrospect, if there is side effects, I will say no. But if they can prove there's no major side effects by, like, at least testing it on 20, 30 people, whatever, then I'm in line, I'm taking it, and I'm out the door to go make money and live my life. That's what I have to do. There's no other choice. I can't make and sell my delicious food from my house to no one digitally through a computer screen. That just doesn't work. You can just look at pictures of my food on my website and then make yourself hungry and then eat a sandwich. Well, that, But that doesn't sound fun. Also, I don't make money off that. So this age of digital money-making during quarantine crap is over for me. I'm done. I'm getting back to regular life, whether everyone else likes it or not. Well, folks, let's talk about the UFC and Valentina Shevchenko. She 
whooped some ass against her opponent in the UFC. It was Maya, I believe was her last name, a Brazilian chick. But she actually held strong for all five rounds. I'm not going to lie. After getting pummeled constantly throughout every round of every part of that fight, Maya was able to overcome like great obstacles and take it, leave it to the judge's decision, which I cannot believe even happened. Uh, she gained my respect. That woman full on gained my respect 100%. Although she's no Valentina, whose sister also won on the very same night in MMA. I mean, this woman's family is all fighters. Her mother is a champion fighter. She's a champion fighter. Her sister, not yet a champion, but I'm sure will be. I mean, I would not mess with this family. Just imagine these three girls, the mom and the two daughters, just out and about somewhere, and somebody's getting robbed, and they step in. I mean, they would beat the ever-loving shit out of someone, and no one would expect it. They just look like average gals. You know, obviously they're a little bit strong-looking in their UFC outfits, but if they're wearing a jacket, something, you know, just walk around with a purse... Hell, I don't know who they are. They might just be some random, normal lady. And then you try and do something threatening to one of these girls, and you are going to have a very rude awakening on that day. I'm sure about that. Also, in the card last Saturday, the main event was De Guido. It was actually Davison Figorido. I always call him De Guido. Figorido against Alex Perez, and that lasted all but a minute. I mean, Davison just choked this Perez guy out so fast, it was embarrassing. And I, I hate when a pay-per-view ends like this. You've been waiting all day for it. There's early prelims. There's prelims. There's the main card with some nobodies even before the two main fights. The Valentina fight, amazing with Jennifer Maya. I mean, they, they just beat the crap out of each other. But this Davison Figueroa fight against Alex Perez was a joke. It was embarrassing for Perez, I'm certain. And it ended faster than it even started. It's just one of those things where you get disappointed as a fan. You wait all day to see a massacre take place. And instead, both guys come out looking like they could go clubbing after that. And no one would even know they were in a fight that night. I mean, whatever. That's, that's just the way the... Uh, cookie crumbles, so to speak, sometimes in the UFC. But either way, folks, another UFC this Saturday, so do not worry. The fights always continue. We ain't missing a week. It seems that uh, Dana White and the UFC have decided that 52 weeks out of the year, we get one live day of MMA, UFC style, and I am super happy to hear that. I'm satisfied. Like I, I couldn't be more satisfied about it. Thank you, Dana White. Thank you, UFC. And thank myself for being an MMA fan. I've been a fan so long, and yet I can't fight. If I came across Valentina Shevchenko, she would submit me and make me look like the world's biggest bitch. I mean, faster than like a seven-year-old girl. I mean, this, this gal's scary, and I can't wait to see her fight again. She is one of the greatest female fighters of all time, and her sister is creeping up to I'd love to see the sisters fight. The Shevchenko sisters fight each other. Oh my gosh, I, I hope that really does happen. 
Listen to this crazy stuff. On a Lion Air flight from one city of Indonesia to another, a woman gave birth mid-flight. Now, this to me is just crazy. Like, I mean, plus, how big is Indonesia? I mean, how long does that flight really take that you can't wait to have the baby? But I, I guess you can't hold it in. When a baby's coming, it's coming. It's not like a poop. You know, you can't just hold, you can't pinch off a poop or take half a poop and then save the other half of the poop for later. You know, that's not how it is giving, giving birth to a baby. You gotta do it when it's time to do it. And apparently about 50 minutes into the flight, this woman asked for some warm water. The flight attendant provided some and realized this woman is about to give birth. So of course, luckily, being in the area of the world they are, there was a doctor on board. Yes, a female doctor by the name of something I can't pronounce so it doesn't matter, was able to provide her credentials to prove that she is, in fact, an MD and was able to deliver this woman's baby mid-air. I mean, that is just crazy. And apparently that's not even the first time this has happened recently. In fact, on an American Airlines flight, a child was born between Charlotte, North Carolina and somewhere in Florida and apparently the mom named the baby Sky, or the middle name of the baby was Sky, which obviously that makes sense. I mean, a lot of people choose that name. They're like, oh, my baby, she's new age. I want to name her Sky, and it means nothing. But this baby, it means something. I mean, if you're born in flight on a plane, I would kind of wonder, does it smell? You know, because they say this lady, she was in labor. She pushed out the baby. Everything went well in the back of the plane. But do you smell this stuff? Like, I mean, in a in a hospital setting, there's a lot of ventilation. They're cleaning the air. They're doing all this stuff. And it still has like a, I don't know, baby and blood and mucus type, very light, dim scent going on in the room because of all the stuff that's coming out of the, you know, of, coming out of the lady. And of course, in a flight, Everything is exacerbated as far as smells go on account of the fact that you're hooked into a small environment together. Sometimes you can smell somebody's bad breath. Sometimes, you know, if somebody's eating Indian food, a lot of times you can't even eat Indian food on a flight because it'll smell so much. Or you can't bring, uh, there's durian fruit. There's actually a fruit out there, durian fruit. It's so stinky, you're not allowed to bring it on planes because it'll smell up the whole flight. People get sick. All these things will happen. So, I mean, what happens when somebody's given birth to a baby? And what about all the, like, bloody towels and things that are left over? Do the stewardesses just pick those up and, and take them to the, you know, the place where they clean their uniforms or something? I, I mean, I have so many questions, and I have nobody who would give me answers to this because it's just a rare thing. It doesn't always happen. But I say this. There needs to be, like, a air suction and ventilation corner of the plane in case somebody has a baby so that the rest of the people don't have to experience the birth giving with that person. And don't get me wrong. I personally, I think the act of giving birth is a miracle. But for some more squeamish people out there who just don't want to see any of that stuff, I'm not sure having a baby on a plane is going to be something that doesn't affect them extremely negatively. In fact, when my wife had kids, I remember they offered me, what is it, the placenta or something? They offered me a portion of it in case I wanted to eat it. They were like, hey, do you want to take this 
sack of stuff that came out with the baby and eat it. And at first I was like, dude, you guys are some twisted and sadistic freaks. I don't even know what you're talking about, but it's messed up. But then they proved to me that that's a real thing. People eat the placenta when somebody has a baby because they think it helps your health or it's got, it'll bring out the good spirits or I, I, I don't even know why someone would do this. I have no idea why this is a thing. It's disgusting. I want no part of it. Even saying it makes me sick to my stomach eating the placenta from childbirth. I'm like, what, what is wrong with human beings? We drink cow's milk from a titty of a cow. We're eating placentas popping out of vaginas. I mean, can we get no more disgusting than we already are? I have no idea what's happening in this world, but uh, pretty sure the pandemic thing doesn't even freak me out as close to as bad as having to eat a part of my wife's vagina stuff when she gives birth. Folks, it's already time for the portion of the Peter Gibbett podcast we all love, known as Real Stories, brought to you by me, Peter Timothy Hankston, barbecues, and that's B-B-Q-U-S-I-O-N. And today, I'm going to tell you the story about what just happened to me. So, my buddy came into town uh, last night, Saturday night. I picked him up. It was a hard day's work. Uh, I worked all day, and then as soon as I got off, I put all my stuff away. I got cleaned up, grabbed my vehicle, picked him up from the airport, no problem. Brought him into town, and, you know, we we had a good evening. We pretty much all just went to sleep. It was a, pretty late by the time I picked him up. And the next day, we were wondering, what should we do? So I took him to Coronado, ferry landing, beautiful view of the city, best place to get a picture for the beginning of a short vacation in San Diego. But I realized, after cruising through Facebook and Instagram one day, I noticed a Friend of mine from high school moved into Imperial Beach. I couldn't believe it. Now, I live in a city of like, I don't know, 20,000. At the very base of San Diego, like I'm, I'm on the border. I can see Mexico from my backyard. So I'm right there on the border in the southwesterly most town in the U.S. And here's a guy who went to Hillsborough High School in Hillsborough, Oregon, a town of like 80,000 or so. With me, moves into my neighbor. I'm talking a couple blocks from my house. I don't even know how this happened, but I decided I had to hit this guy up. Name of Vinny Zanroso. Really good dude. Love his wife, too. She's amazing. Just met her. Uh, these two peeps were the perfect addition to my other friend coming to town, who, yes, also went to Hillsborough High School with us, but he was just in town visiting, and he's only here because of me. But to add an additional alumni from our high school to the mix randomly was the perfect concoction or perfect cocktail of fun to combine all of our just forms of humor and obnoxiousness to where we all ended up intoxicated AF by 2 p.m. watching the Packers game at a local bar that unimaginably somehow was on its last day of being open. And I haven't been to this place in years. It's called Nicky Rotten's. It's right off of Orange Avenue in Coronado. Wonderful place. Love this place. The attitude of the servers is great. Like they are obnoxious like me, sarcastic, but they do good work and they, they're on time. They get you what you need. And I got to tell you, I love this place so much. We went there 
only to find out that they're closing tomorrow for a couple of months because of the COVID and the shutting down of the Navy base and the quarantine and all this stuff adding up. They just can't do it. You can't make it through winter. So they're closing up shop, which meant they had a buttload of stuff they wanted to get rid of, including alcohol, that they then pawned upon us. They pawned to us this alcohol, and we enjoyed it. I mean, I couldn't believe it. It was the perfect storm of good things that almost never happened this way. I had a friend in town. I had another friend who moved here. We all met up perfectly. The place we went to was closing. They shoved a bunch of free alcohol down our throats. They took shots with us because they were having fun. I mean, this was just an experience of a lifetime. This type of stuff never happens, not to mention the fact that both Vinny, his wife, Nathan, his wife, are all Green Bay Packers fans. So it was just like a match made in heaven. We're all sitting there having a good time, cracking jokes. I'm being probably louder than I should be. And a lady rolls up in a wheelchair. It's one of those automatic wheelchairs. You just kind of push a button and it goes forward. Decked out top to bottom in Green Bay Packers attire. I mean, she had stickers on the side of her wheelchair. She had a shirt. She had a sweater. She had a hat. She had a mask. She had so much Green Bay Packers. I don't even know how you get a mask. How do you get a Packers mask? You probably order it online. I'm sure you can get a mask now of anything. But both Vinny, my friend, and this old lady had Green Bay Packers masks. It was an absolute Wisconsin person's dream if they were in paradise instead of ice cold, I'm sure probably snowing by now, Wisconsin. And I got to tell you, I just had to t- I just had to explain this scenario to the fans of the Peter Gabbett podcast to let you know that no matter what, even if it's during a pandemic, you're down on your luck, things aren't going your way, your job, you know, ended, your small business failing, all these things that I've dealt with, to have some good friends around and just have like a, a few hours with them, no worries, no kids, no stressing, nothing, will seriously put things back into perspective as to why we need to get through this together and get back to our normal life so that we can have more days like that once again. I mean, I had such a great time, I can't even describe to you, and I hope very much that I continue my friendship with my newfound old high school associate turned neighbor, Vinny, and I certainly, I'm positive that my friend Nathan, who's in town visiting me, had a blast thinking very skeptically that it would not turn out well. He would just be waiting around all day for somebody he doesn't care about. He had a blast with us. He was really happy it all went down the way it did. My wife got too drunk and puked on the way home and made me pull over multiple times and had this crazy look in her eye and was like screaming and vomiting profusely and I had to pull over like nine times and she was supposed to drive my other car home because we had taken separate cars. But of course my friend's wife actually drove my vehicle back to our house even though she's on vacation. All that aside, it was a fantastic time and I thank everybody who was participating in it. And I thank you for listening to the Peter Gabbett Podcast today, folks. I know I'm cutting the day short, but like I said, I got a friend in town. I can't be hanging out by myself doing this podcast thing too much. It'd be super rude. You know it would be. I'm the host right now, so I got to be the host with the most who can boast the most roast. In fact, I am making slow-cooked ribs right now that I've been basting every 15 to 20 minutes with a combination of apple juice, barbecue and barbecue sauce, 
Barbecues of Mustard Q and Worcestershire. And by the way, it smells like heaven in and around my house. So there you have it, folks. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a fantastic afternoon. And I will, as always, talk to you tomorrow.